What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner DeMunga here with y'all, as always, coming to y'all on a Saturday night. A beautiful Saturday night here in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, off the heels of a pretty big weekend in college lacrosse. You know, I wouldn't say it's the biggest weekend, but um, well, number of games games. Uh, it was the biggest weekend of the year thus far, um, ending February. And the next week gets even bigger with the MAC getting underway. But uh, some big games to talk about here, both on Saturday and on Friday. And um, yeah, we'll start with uh, Friday's game here, uh, which there was one big time game on Friday night, uh, the only game on Friday night. Uh, Maryland beats Penn State 13-7. to I'm not going to spend too much time talking about this game because I thought it was pretty sloppy. Like, I thought this was a pretty sloppy game. Um, I think Maryland, the Topes, they tightened up. Penn State, not so much. Um, how much of that is Penn State kind of learning to work in this new offense uh, and whatnot, and how much of it is just it's still early, um, and that goes for both sides. I don't know, but Maryland, their defense, you know, yes, Bernhardt, Wisnowskis, Maltz had fantastic outings. Um, no, Jared Bernhardt had a quiet seven-point outing, like quiet. Um, I saw, I can't remember who it was. Someone on Twitter had said, "No, this is a Chris Chris Gray-ish uh, performance from Bernhardt because that's what Chris Gray does. He has quiet seven nine point games, and Jared Bernhardt did that um, as well on Friday night. Uh, Wisnowskis played well, Maltz played well, um, so I thought their offense worked good. There was some sloppiness early on, but I think they tightened up." Um, the Maryland defense, you had McKinney and Cage, Maycar, Ray Hill, Grill, uh, starting three at close. They played phenomenal. Um, Maryland actually rode, and so did Penn State, rode fairly well for the majority of the game. Um, th- those attackmen did. Um, and really, I mentioned the sloppy play. That was a lot. Was in the middle of, uh, in the middle of the field, and then some set possessions early on. For the most part, um, just you no know, looking like a, a, a late February contest um, or early season contest for both of these teams, being the second game of the season. But Maryland with the thirteen to seven win there, um, you know, it it was a. For, for Maryland, I talked about their defense. I talked about their offense. I think they looked pretty polished all around. Um, well, as polished as you can be in your second game of the season. Um, for Penn State, the only real area of dominance for them was at the faceoff dot. And then, like, Colby Kinnis, for what he was, I mean, he had 45% save percentage, 11 saves. For the looks that he was getting, for how bad 
the poles in front of him played, um, I thought he did fairly well. So I think the specialist positions for Penn State played well. Um, we saw TJ Malone kind of step into that Grant Ament role of your X attackman, your QB attackman. Um, no, Mac O'Keefe, you know, he flashed a bit. Um, Dan Rayum had some good plays. Um, you, you had the uh, behind-the-back goal. Who was that from? Um, the behind-the-back goal. Oh, Nate Buller from uh, late in the first. I mean, that was a phenomenal goal. So you had some good plays, some good um, stretches for both sides. Maryland obviously went on a, a pretty good run there. Um, you know, they clamped down kind of, you know, in the third and just kind of rode it out uh, from there on out. So Maryland gets the big win there over Penn State. Um, those teams obviously will see each other again as the uh, Big Ten doing a double uh, play each other twice. They still have yet to release that second half of the schedule. So that was the one game on Friday night. Now we'll move to Saturday. Well, uh, sticking with the Big Ten here, uh, Rutgers is for real. Like, for real, for real. Rutgers is for real. And, like, I knew they were going to be good. I think everybody knew they were going to be good. But I think the question was, how good can they be? And in the areas that they need to improve on, improve on, face-off, defense, how how much can they improve? Um, we knew what their offense was going to be. Their offense has been good for years. Um, we knew what guys coming back like David Sprock, Charlotte Beatties, Kieran Mullins, we knew what they could do. Uh, and we, we, we knew Connor Coast was likely going to fit in very well, which he has through the first two games. Um, but this Rutgers team is... Uh, I would not put it past them that they could win the Big Ten. Now, you got to take down Maryland, and I'm not sure how how likely that is to happen. Um, it's still too early to tell. But uh, this, this, this Scarlet Knights team uh, is fun to watch, and they're going to be fun to watch all season long here. Um, against Ohio State on Saturday, you know, 22-12 to 12 victory. 22 to 12. This is an Ohio State team that obliterated Johns Hopkins last week. And people were, no, I was circling this game as the game of the week, um, in a sense. Um, obviously, Syracuse, Virginia, we'll talk about later. Uh, we circled as that as well. Many did, and that ended up being something other than um, we thought, at least in the first, in the second half. Um, but Rutgers, man, absolutely just tearing it up here. Um, you know, it was 3-3 with 6-53 in the first. And um, Rutgers, they stepped on the gas, and they didn't let him up. You know, they all saying, get him down and don't let him up. I mean, they did that. They did that. Uh, from that 635 mark, I mean, they outscored Ohio State it was eleven to five in the entirety of the second half, seven to one in the third alone, which is really where they won the game. There, um, you know, it was three three. I mentioned at the six fifty three mark, and then you got two from Connor Coast, 
And that was the catalyst for what ended up being a six-goal run um, through early in the second that got them up 9-3. to And once they got up 9-3, to once that run happened, it was pretty much over. Ohio State had no answer. Um, Ohio State did play two guys in cage um, with Skylar uh, Waldu, uh, Walland being the number one guy played for the most for the majority of the game. They put Van de, uh, Van de camp in as well. Um, I think he had uh, six saves or something like that. Uh, Walland had nine. Uh, Griffin Hughes, Trey Coyle played well. Um, Justin Anasia went 50% at the dot. He was back. Um, after being out last week. So good to see him back um, and healthy out there playing. Um, but this is just a game where Rutgers was the better team all the way around. Um, you know, I mentioned the offense. John Dunajo uh, went 50% of the dot, and Colin Coast made 10 saves. So all around. Rutgers was just better all around. Whichever way you want to put it, the Scarlet Scarlet Knights were the best team on the field um, today against the Ohio State Buckeyes. And, you know, I didn't get to watch this one, um, but I I, uh, was following it on Twitter, um, saw the highlights and all that. Um, I don't have Big Ten Plus, so I did not watch that one. But, Big, big one there for Rutgers. Um, and they have a uh, trip to Mi- – well, they face Michigan at home next week. Should be a win. Ohio State travels to Penn State. That one will be interesting. That one will be interesting, uh, Ohio State and Penn State, to see how things end up there. Because I think those are the two teams that, at least right now, we're identifying as like – I don't want to say second tier, but the third and fourth team – Teams in uh, the Big Ten. Uh, Johns Hopkins also beat Michigan today. Uh, got their first win under Peter Milliman. So congrats to those guys. Um, Joey Epstein absolutely went off. Another guy that went off this weekend uh, was one Ryan Tierney. This man had 11 points. They had initially said it was 12 but Hofstra went back, and um, now they said it was 11. The stat sheet originally had him as 12. Um, they collected it later on, like an hour later, and said, no, 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 he had 11, only three assists. But still, eight goals, three assists. Um, amazing performance from Ryan Tierney. Um, they took down Stony Brook. 20 to 12. Um, 2017, my bad. 2017, um, absolutely, you know, dominating second half for uh, Hofstra. You know, this is one where it was basically a shootout. For the majority of the game, it was a shootout, Um, at least in the first half. Every Every goal, there was an answer. Every run, there was an answer. And um, the Hofstra, Stony Brook, got hot early on in the game. And, you know, it was at one point, 
at one point in the game, it was it was eleven to nine heading into the locker room um, for Stony Brook, and they had a four goal run to end the first, make it eleven nine, and then Hofstra got hot and to start the the second, uh, the second half. Ryan Tierney, James Philbin had two goals, tied up. Um, Stony Brook had an answer. Dylan Palinetti uh, had himself a good game. Eight points, five goals, three assists. He had two to you know, respond to that Hofstra win. Um, and then Wayne, Wayne White had one on that run as well, which put them up 14 to 11. Um and that's the last lead, like big lead. Uh, so three goal lead there. That's the biggest margin Stony Brook got to um, in that second half. They they had that run, and then Hofstra just took it to them. Um, and honestly, after that point, when Hofstra got hot there, you know Stony Brook was able to get some to get some goals, um, but it honestly. You, it didn't feel like they had any momentum. Even with Palinetti's two goals, I think it was late in the game, he had two goals, and you kind of thought, okay, maybe, yeah, he got it to like two or something like that, or three. And you thought, okay, maybe maybe they can come back here. Um, that was out of question. Um, Hofstra outscored Stony Brook 9-3. Nine, nine to three. In the final 18:30 of the game, to get the 20 to 17 victory, and you know, like I mentioned early on, Ryan Tierney, it was his game, and you know, I was texting someone during the game, and I said, "Are, are they working on the statue yet? Um, the statue of Ryan Tierney that they're going to build outside of Schuylkill Stadium." Um, the man is two points away from being the all-time leader. The all-time leader in the CAA in career points. He already uh, he tied the he tied the um, Hofstra record for points in the game at eleven. I believe he tied that or was one under it, and he is two away, two points shy of the. CAA all-time career record in points of 212, which was set by former Delaware standout and everyone's favorite red-headed Canadian, Curtis Dixon. Um, absolutely gaudy, gaudy numbers put up by Ryan Tooney today. Um, so yeah, build this man a statue. Build this man a statue. Next time I'm in Hempstead, which I don't expect to be in Hempstead anytime soon, but next time I'm in Hempstead, I want to drive by that stadium and see a Ryan Tierney statue embroiled in gold outside of Shewick Stadium. Build the man a freaking statue. In addition to, to Tierney, you had Alex Concanon, had a solid game, four goals there. Uh, Justin Likes, uh, Linksy had a, a good game as well with a hat trick. 
Uh, Mac Gates, 16 saves in cage. Thought he played very, very well. I uh, mentioned for Stony Brook, uh, McCannell, uh, excuse me, uh, Palinetti played well. Uh, Tom Hahn, Mike McCannell each had five points as well. Uh, but overall, a uh, solid game, really from both sides. I thought um, Hofstra just got hot there late. And uh, Stony Brook had absolutely no answer defensively, um, and 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 they were they were trying everything to shut down Tierney, which opened up lanes for everybody else to operate in. Um, and, and they eventually backed off Tierney, um, didn't double him, didn't face guard him for a few possessions, and he killed you. So uh, difficult, difficult, difficult uh, defensive situations there for Stony Brook. Um, moving on to the Big East here, where Villanova had a bounce-back win over Marquette. Um, this is one, it was pretty dang even in this game. Marquette gets the 16-14 to win, their first of the season. Oh, excuse me, Villanova gets the 16-14 to win, their first of the season. Matt Campbell was seven points in the Villanova win. Uh, really, really good game for him. Five goals to assist. Keegan Khan also had three goals and three assists. I love that name, Keegan Khan. Um, love that name. For Marquette, you had Devin Cowan with six points for them. Um, this is a game where I kind of had this up. Um, I was watching the Loyola-Utah game. Uh, well, the first three quarters of that one before it got out of hand and kind of had this one on the computer when it first started um, and, and, and you know, was looking at it back and forth, and it was really slow early on. It was a 2-1 game at the, at the end of the first uh, with Villanova leading. Um, but uh, like in the second quarter, both of these offenses just clicked. Um, Zach Granger got uh, the uh, scoring going for Marquette. And then Patrick Daly followed up with one for Villanova. And it was like ping pong for the majority of that half. And a 9-8 lead for the Wildcats heading into the half. Um, and then the two sides went 4-4 four for four in the third. And then Villanova outscored Marquette 3-2 to two in the final quarter, uh, final stanza to secure the victory there. Uh, it was Coy McManus and Keegan Khan had two straight uh, late in the game to seal the deal, really put the lid on this one, put the final nail in the coffin, if you will, um, to get that win. Big win for Villanova. Um, they faced Georgetown a week prior, and they got blown out 16-1 to in that one. So to bounce back and to win in the manner they did um, – in such a back-and-forth game, and just a, a big win all around for Villanova. Played well in multiple um, areas, facets of the game. Um, I, you know, Both of these defenses clearly showed they need some work, but we know their offenses can certainly work when given uh, the chance. Mentioned Georgetown just a second ago. They had another, another... Huge, huge victory, um, margin of victory, I should say, beating St. John's 19-1. to Through two games, the Hoyas have outscored their opponents 35-2. to 35-2. to 
That's just ridiculous, man. That's just absolutely bonkers. 35-2. to two. And uh, Jake Carraway, as usual, is the leader. Uh, he had six points, three goals, three assists here. Um, he is now the all-time career leader in goals at Georgetown. He's seven points away from the program's all-time points record. So um, he's going to break that here soon. So, you know, unbelievable game, un- unbelievable season he's having so far. Unbelievable career from Jake Carraway. And I mentioned this last week. Like, if you asked me, like, name the best you know, Georgetown player. Like, who do you think leads the all-time points and, and things like that? Like, if you asked me to name, you know, the greatest Georgetown player, I would say Brody Middle. And, you know, Jake Carraway is a guy who I think for a lot of people flies under the radar because we know Daniel Bucaro, what he did. Everyone remembers that game against Yale when he went off. Everyone remembers the performances he had. And Jake Carraway was kind of second fiddle to Bucaro. And they're now one and two all-time uh, career goals in at, 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 for the Hoyas in the program history. Um, so that's just uh, amazing to think about. And he, for a lot of people, I mentioned this, and I'll mention it again, kind of flies under the radar, a little bit unassuming. Um, you know what he can do. You know what he is. And he just continues um, to do what he does, which is score goals, get assists. Um, the man's just addicted to scoring. Um, and he leads... Georgetown to a 19-1 to victory there over St. John's. Um, two other guys that are addicted to scoring goals, Nicky Solomon and Chris Gray, each had seven points, four goals, three assists, and the Tar Heels 27-12 victory over High Point. Thought High Point looked, thought High Point looked good in this game How early on, however, Talent took over and North Carolina um, took home the victory there. Duke beats Air Force 17 to 7. Joe Robertson with 10 points, 7 goals, 3 assists in that one. Um, blowout victory there for the Blue Devils. No Air Force Duke upset this year. Elsewhere in the ACC, you had Notre Dame take down Robert Morris 19 to 7. A big, big game for Pat Cavanaugh. Nine points, two goals, seven assists in the victory. Um, you know, he had a solid freshman season last year, continuing that here in 2021. We also had a comeback win from UMBC, 8-7, to as they beat Mount St. Mary's. Mason Edwards uh, had the ground ball uh, off the opening faceoff and put it in. Um, Right, opening face off of the overtime period. Mason Edwards gets that ground ball, takes it down, puts it in the cage. Another uh, big win here was J.L. Leppert getting his first win as the head coach at Holy Cross. They beat Sacred Heart 11 to 10. A.J. Fox with 17 saves, 63% save percentage in the contest. Uh, good, good game for the young man. Uh, good start to a new era there, uh, the folks up at Holy Cross. One I want to talk about a bit here. Albany 
takes down Colgate, fifteen to nine. Okay, Albany's a, a, a good a good team. They're one of the top two teams in the American East. We know what they are. They have this dude named Dehoka Nanakoke, and he scores ridiculous goals, right? Well, they didn't have Dehoka today. In fact, Tahoka was one of 11 players missing today for the Danes. 11 dudes, all because of COVID protocols. And didn't seem to phase him. You know, Colgate, and I, I, I was watching this game a bit, and um, kind of had it up. Like, how I watch lacrosse on Saturdays, if I'm not at a game, like I have a computer up with like two games on it, and I'll kind of toggle back and forth. Game on the TV, usually a game on the phone as well. Um, so I, I got like, you know, at max, at maximum, probably five games going at once. Cause I, I give that question a lot. How many games do you watch and how many do you watch it at a time? And a lot of times I don't watch the full game, but I'll go back and watch um, highlights. So maybe, uh, you know, chop it up a bit uh, later in the day. Um, and, and this one for Albany, you know, you know, early on, it was close. It was a close one. And they got hot in the fourth. I think they outscored them. It was like 5-2 to two or something like that in the final stanza uh, to get the 15-9 to nine win. Freshman Camden Hay with six points, two goals, four assists in the victory. You may remember he was one of those uh, Syracuse flips a few years ago where Syracuse had all those dudes flipping. Um, Camden Hay was one of those guys. Uh, flipped from Syracuse to Albany and uh, had a solid, solid performance in his Albany debut. Uh, six points there to lead Albany uh, to victory. Had a phenomenal uh, behind-the-back goal uh, that uh, I, I've posted on uh, I believe posted it on uh, Twitter as well as on uh, Instagram. So you can go check that out on the Lacrosse Bucket uh, social media channels. I know I shared that on both of those. Last game that we're going to talk about here, and then we'll get out of here. Um, and one that just happened uh, not too long ago. Syracuse beats Virginia 20-10. to 10. Um, Syracuse dropped... Their opener to Army West Point a week prior, uh, last Sunday, and they bounced back with a dominating victory over rival Virginia. Um, this one was fairly back and forth in the first half, nine to seven. You know, Syracuse got going early with those two goals, and then you had Schellenberger and Bertrand just continue to go and take advantage of that Syracuse defense. Botron absolutely burned Brett Kennedy on that one going straight down the middle. But the problem for Virginia, which I didn't, and I'm surprised by this. I was surprised by this. Um, I knew Syracuse was going to have the edge against Army, and they did at, at this position. Granted, they lost. It didn't matter, but they had the edge at this position. I did not think they were going to have this edge against Virginia and P.D. Lasala. Jacob Fopp goes 22 for 23. Loses one face-off. One face-off at the dot today um, against Virginia. Big, big performance from Fopp. Uh, I mean, the best performance I can remember 
out of him in his college career. Uh, you know, outside of him, defensively, uh, you had Brett Kennedy play well late in the game. Um, Mitch Wyckoff, I thought, played well. Uh, D3 transfer was out last week, um, but comes in uh, and, and played a bit of close, played some LSM. Um, you know, I really like his game, thought he played well. Um, so this Syracuse defense, Drake Porter, 13 saves, 56% save percentage. He stepped up. This entire Syracuse defense stepped up. But enough talk about their defense because their offense was downright dirty. Um, Brendan Curry, Stephen Rafis, seven points, six points respectively. Owen Hiltz, um, he had two. He had a hat trick all in the third, all in the second half, and two assists. He gets the start at. He started at attack or midfield. Started at attack, I believe. Um, Owen Hiltz, phenomenal, phenomenal game uh, for the freshman. Syracuse, they put the pedal to the metal in the second half. Just as I said earlier, with uh, in in regards to the Rutgers for uh, Ohio State game, they you know got him down. Did not let him up. That is what Syracuse did here today, especially in the second half. Honestly, they did everything to Virginia that Army did to them a week prior. Great turnaround for the Orange. That is all for today's episode. As always, lacrossebucket.com on social media, at lacrossebucket on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We will be back on Tuesday, and we do have a few games on Sunday, so enjoy.